Hello, before we get started with today's episode covering Marriage Story on Netflix, I just want to give you some information, which is before we recorded this episode, the co-host had just finished watching the movie. So during the editing process of this episode, I wanted to keep it as fresh and as real of a reaction as possible, which is basically what this episode was. They were reacting to it as soon as they had seen it. So that is what this episode is. You are going to notice that the editing in this episode isn't as clean, but I promise you next week the editing will return to normal and it'll be nice and smooth. No repeats of things that were said. So enjoy the episode. Warning, the following content occasionally contains adult themes and language, which is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. to another episode of Cinematic Rewind. Today, I'm joined by my usual co-hosts, Regent and Cookie. How are you both doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great as well. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming. Today, we are covering the 2019 Marriage Story, directed by Noah Bumbach, and it is on Netflix. It has a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Cookie, if I am correct, you just watched this less than an hour ago. Yes, it's fresh on my mind and in my heart (laughs) (laughs) it's a heavyweight movie before we actually get into a deep dive of individual parts of the movie let's give an overall score of the movie since we already did the rotten tomatoes and imdb i personally would give this movie a eight out of ten what about you regent i'm gonna have to match you and say eight out of ten as well okay cookie yep i had a strong eight out of ten immediately in my mind so it looks like we agree with imdb eight out of ten let's go ahead and jump into this movie so this movie starts off with introducing you to the two main characters charlie and nicole and they sort of start off with introducing you to the greatest traits about them or the traits that they find desirable in each other which i think for this movie which deals a lot about the divorce and the legal proceedings of it is a great way to start this story so you start out with this great feeling of these characters are good they're good people they have excellent intentions further down the line you just find out that they're still great people but they're just not right for each other how did you guys feel they handled the intro to both these characters in the beginning of the movie throw that to cookie first since it's fresh on his mind speaking of the intro so it was effective intro especially started with saying kind words to each other and the intro i mean it changes value when you get later into the film too that's always effective way where it's like you kind of need a rewatch and the rewatch changes things which is also kind of interesting because since this is already going to be a spoilerific it's not like it's a movie with a plot twist if you watch it the first time things look different Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to do that. I actually have to compliment them on that. Regarding the intro, that's kind of why I point that out because it looks different. Even though I'm not doing a rewatch currently, obviously, because I just watched it for the first time, I'm already prepared like, oh yeah, it's just going to look different when I go back to watch it. One of the major reasons, which is we didn't really know their history, mm-hmm. even though technically we're picking up from that part of the movie. That's like why it's so kind of cool is like we're picking up from that part of the movie. But when you learn more about their opinions on each other, the facts too, of some of the things that they've done in each other's lives, that intro just looks very different because it's like, remember 
they're saying this at the point of divorce. Yeah, that's very true fact. It was one of the things I'd actually written down in my notes was the whole movie changes once you've gotten through it the first time. It completely changes it on your rewatch. So I'm very glad you got that on there. What about you, Regent? What's your impression of the intro to these characters? I felt like that agreeing with everything was Cookie saying because of how fresh and just and how you brought it down. In terms of my perspective, I kind of just felt like it's almost normal per se because this is normal everyday things people go through. The counseling, the divorce, and just the characters and how they're cordial and the processes. So like it was very eerily familiar, but it was also really good. It wasn't trying to, you know, shock value. Most movies do is to try to grab your attention with something. It was trying to just pull you in. As we go from this part further into the movie, that's when just things really change. Like you were saying about it just changes your perspective when you go back to rewatch it again because you know it's coming, know how it's being perceived. So it's just a lot to digest. One of the things I enjoyed most about the intro to these characters is it took time to build each and every single one of them in a way to where you felt a small amount of attachment to them. And they made you feel attached very quickly to them, which is something I'm not really used to seeing in movies nowadays where within the first five minutes you feel like you know a character already and you can sort of sympathize with them or you can relate to them in some way. So I thought that was really cool. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. Then it goes straight to the theater section where they're performing the play and then they go to like party. And then at the party, you notice little bits of groundwork. I want to see if Cookie, if you picked up on this. The reason they leave the party early is because uh, Nicole notices Charlie talking to the stage manager. Oh. And so Charlie leaves the party early oh, to no. sort of pacify her. Oh, yeah. Wow. Almost make me want to rewatch it now just to like pick up on those things because wow, that's that's a very subtle thing that yeah. So one of the things in the more middle section of the movie, or at least the second of the four parts, let's say, is the small errors in their characters that they sort of set up and how they're portraying these characters for the latter half of the movie. You start off with noticing that Charlie seems more distant, unrelating. He seems disloyal. He seems deceitful a little bit and more selfish in the earlier part of the movie. And that's sort of what I took from it was it was giving you a chance to sympathize with Scarlett Johansson's past pain. Because from that point on in the movie, it feels more of like a, this is in the past. And then once you get to LA, that's like the present. All of New York in the beginning just feels like the past to me. So it gives you time for sympathy to be built up for Scarlett Johansson's character. So what'd you guys think about that? Yeah, it's interesting. For me, as I was creating an opinion on, you know, how I would sum up this, I definitely ended up with like two extremes of what that would be or what my opinion is for the movie. There's kind of like a more of a personal, just this is my emotional feeling of the film. And then there's more of a respect on the craft, diving into the characters and kind of looking at the narrative, kind of like what you're talking about. Like, I think that was a good way of describing the the separation between the two you know like new york is this is kind of the life they've always been living now you kind of get smack dab into this just like everyone else's especially with a divorce coming i'm going to kind of always have two opinions about this because the emotional side i can't help as american male i tended to lean towards the pain of charlie but it was kind of genius because when I go back and look at it from a narrative, it's like you honestly shouldn't choose a side. It wasn't like the film truly was trying to showcase one or the other. You know, in some movies, they make it seem like, oh, the husband's cheating. The, the husband's a bastard. Boom. Or the wife's cheating. The wife's a bastard or something. You know, like you're always choosing. In this film, it's like, who's the protagonist? And it kind of changes the narrative when you think of, OK, who should I be rooting for? 
the opinion side of me is like choosing the male. I kind of agree with, but I'm not saying like I would check mark everything he did. You know, that's why I appreciate about the narrative. It was always like a scale. Oh, he did this. Well, I mean, she also did that. And then this didn't come to the marriage and that didn't come to the marriage. And it was like a scale always being tipped back and forth, but it never leaned on one side for too long. So I was very impressed by that. So that's kind of like my opinion on it ultimately is I'm kind of leaning more strongly on the narrative side is that I feel like there were some aspects that might have seen maybe for a few minutes where one person faults may have came on screen more often, but I do feel like they tear taught it really well. They didn't let it go for too long. Like this person's really bad and this person's really good. This person got screwed over. Eventually within a few minutes, you know, the scale went back on the other side. You had this drinking problem and, you know, like <laughs> you didn't show me no emotion, you know, and it's just like throwing it back and forth. They did a really good job at balancing the two sides being like, okay, this happened on this side. This happened on this side. At the end of the movie, you never end up picking a side. You end up just being like, okay, these people are both good people. They're just not meant for each other. That was something I enjoyed is the narrative never stayed on one person for too long. And that was something I enjoyed. What about you, Regent? What did you think about the way they handled setting up the divorce and sort of like the divide between the two characters? The easiest way I can put that is it takes two to tango. I completely admittedly agree with both of what you're putting down. As as an empath, though, as someone who just genuinely feels and goes off emotions, like I felt for both sides of it. So I absolutely love the narrative of trying to keep that balance, but also being realistic in the approach. Like Cookie was saying, there's a lot of big tropes in romance movies or like just whatever movies involve a couple and one thing goes bad. It's all about that person, whichever side of the part they want to go with, like attention grabbing or just to drive that into the ground almost for the rest of the movie. But that's the beauty of the craft of this movie where it was keeping it balanced and fair between both parties involved. But it was also showing that at the end of the day, they're to portray themselves as normal people in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, dating, even just like a friend or family. Like people have their own flaws and you mix and match with people and just like you said a moment ago, they're good people. They just may or may not be the best fit for one another. And at the end of the day, with everything that happens, you have to take a step back and just remind yourself that's okay. That I absolutely really love on on the realism level and actually could feel that as someone who's gone through a lot of similar like variables, but not that distinctively. But I absolutely appreciate what that was being presented as and just keeping that compass at a fair balance between both actors. Something I'm going to point out real quick and Cookie, let me know. If you've noticed this or you two Regent throughout the movie, as they're setting up sort of like the divide between the two characters, they would sometimes use this cheeky move or screen usage or like camera capture where they put the camera in a certain angle. And there's always something in between the two characters. Like in this one scene, they're carrying something. I don't remember if it was like a door or what it was, but Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver on one side are opposite sides of this thing they're carrying. And they're talking to each other, but they can't see each other. And even in Charlie's apartment, they have this wall that separates the living room and the kitchen. So if one person's in the kitchen and the other character's in the living room, they're already separated and they can't see each other while they're talking to each other, while they're trying to connect. And that was actually something the director, Noah Bumbach, wanted to incorporate was that wall to show the divide between the two characters. That's pretty cool. I never picked up on it, but that's what I love about storytelling, directing, and so forth is because those little things affect you without you knowing. So that's really cool. Did you pick up on that at all, Regent? Because I certainly didn't until I saw that. Like, I got a feeling that's what the intention was, but it wasn't like, I think it was like the Hollywood movie with like Leo DiCaprio where he, like, he slaps his leg and points at the screen, like, there it is, like, type of response. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, like I definitely got that notion of this wall is as pl- a placeholder to show the the tension and just slow burning of the separation between the two of them. But having them in the positioning of them being able to at least still communicate to one another and trying to keep whatever is going on between them at least to some level of cordialness without you know everything hitting the fan immediately, which is where that build up the rest of the movie comes into, which that's a later discussion. But yeah, I definitely I definitely picked on some of those and definitely could understand where exactly we're trying to present that and i absolutely appreciate that yeah it was something when pointed out to me i was like oh that makes a lot of sense it's sometimes those subtle things like you were saying that make it into the movie and still affect you and you just might not notice it do you do see a lot of shots like that where it's like a wall and two people but they're trying to converse or like talk to one another and a lot of like r&b like video like breakup videos or like pop videos where there's like cheating and breaking up it's like one person's on their side of their back against the wall, like on the ground, like gathering their thoughts and composure of what just happened while the other person's like trying to try to like talk that like it never happened or talk like it's okay. And it's it was nice to see that in a movie, but also it's realistic. Like that that type of that type of situation happens. Well then apparently we're missing the putting the hand on the window while it's raining. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Girl, yes. I miss you. <laughs> I didn't mean to cheat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got, like John Legend in the background crying, just like ripping his dress shirt apart, like singing his heart out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we move on to another smaller segment, and that's the introduction of the two lawyers after they get out to LA and Scarlett Johansson's on set. And I think it's one of the workers there that is like, hey, this lady helped save my life, my declining marriage. You're introduced to both of the lawyers roughly at around the same time at that moment the movie shifts gears completely and it goes from this oh we want to settle everything fair and equal you can have most of the stuff if you want and we'll just try and keep it fair be local so that way both of us can be parents but as soon as the lawyers are introduced it becomes almost a story about corporations and being seen as like a transaction like they are a product to be used by these lawyers and that's something another lawyer says to charlie down on is they see you as a transaction versus where i see you as a person what did you guys think about the introduction of both the lawyers and how that sort of changed the pace of the movie one first of all ray freaking leota so yes i appreciate seeing him in the movie oh, i was surprised too when i saw him. i was like ray freaking leota but i love that his name is jay marota basically a little spin on his name so i appreciate the little tongue-in-cheek <laughs> to be completely frank like that's just lawyers in general like you have family lawyers you have custody lawyers you have divorce lawyers like some of them, when they hear a bad situation, it's blood in the water and they're just focusing on the money. How much money can they make? A court case percentage that they win. Like some lawyers have like, oh, I have a 95% win weight. I want to keep that number, pump that number up. That is very, very factual. And it's a lot of people don't see that at first. They, they just see it as any lawyer trying to help them. But then taking that step back and like, being told that like hey some of them just see it as a transaction like that hits home like like a lot of people when they go through a serious situation like this they want to be taken seriously and have it be respectful and cordial and then you have the polar opposite end of the spectrum where it's just nah i'm done with this i want i want to get out of this i want my money or how much is it going to take to get this person away from me like like these are all factual things and it, it was just refreshing that a movie was going to be directly honest versus trying to be sly about it and then hit you with it at the end you're like oh well son of a gun i thoroughly enjoyed that moment and just seeing those characters but also laura dern i mean come on jurassic park anyone like that also put a smile on my face when i saw her yeah <laughs> 
I recognized Laura Dern uh, more than Ray Liotta. So I only recognized Nora, the character. I didn't recognize the other one at all. What is the other actor been in? Something I would know. Gangster movies. <laughs> yeah, good good fellas. I think my cousin Vinny. He's always played like this. Is it Italian? Because I don't want to be offensive. Like have the wrong one. Is it Italian that he was like? Okay. He is. He is Italian. Yes. Yeah. He always plays like the Italian. Sometimes as a gangster, but it's kind of like that. I don't want to be messed up and say like a fake gangster, but you know what I mean. Like a guy who's a tough guy, but he's he's more show than anything else. But like so many of his roles is like that, right? He just like I don't even feel like he's really that person. No, like he's a really good like carrying that front and intimidation. But when you get past that, he's just a normal guy. Another good movie he's in is Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, okay. I like him in that. He's been in a, a lot of recent stuff, but he always plays smaller roles. He he's usually not a leading man, at least in the past couple of decades. He's a supporting actor, or if there's a movie that needs like a big name from the '80s and early '90s, they usually will hire him. Fulfill in that role for right now until like Bruce Willis and Liam Neeson take over that guard. Yeah, but he does well in those. I, I have to give him credit. I think he is a master or one of the masters, you know, at doing supporting roles. Just show up, play his character well, and that's it, you know. Gotcha. So, what did you guys think about him in this role in particular? Oh, I was so happy when I saw him. <laughs> like, I was like, I remember I was like, what up? And then, and then he, he becomes like this like douchey lawyer, but I liked it because it was like, I feel like he represented a LA divorce lawyer. This is like looking into the scene of it. Like you could probably screenshot that interaction and it's probably been millions of people who've been through that. And to be fair, like his behavior and how he carried himself is prime like Leota from like most of the movies he's been in. One of the little lines he has, he's just like, does your wife do drugs or anything? We need to hire a private eye or a private detective. And he's like, wait, really? Wait a second. Really? Hello, the <laughs> defamation suit. Yeah, I was just sitting there thinking, just being like, okay, does a divorce lawyer always just go for like, all right, we need to dig up as much dirt as possible. But then I sat back and thought about it for a second. I'm like, okay, their job is to win and that's it. Their job is not to play nice. Their job is not to do things fairly. Their job is to win and get the client what they want. And that's it. So they, you know, go by any needs necessary. Even Laura Dern's character says at one point like this is a straight fight now yeah so they really just go off the rails and just do whatever it takes even changing clauses at last minute being like oh you won you deserve it take it take it making things not equal the way they wanted it to like going right after what you're talking about i like how it continues i'm, I'm gonna always use like the teeter-totter kind of like a scales thing that right there was a great example of like oh you won we would we would always look at like and i want to be careful what i say because i can also always offend someone this is definitely a touchy movie but there's a lot of things in the system that's for males but then there's also a lot of things in the system for mothers you can easily see it where it's like just like what she was talking about for her a 50 50 with a mother is not a full w to her mm -hmm. you know which is kind of messed up but before then Oh, yeah, they made it look like, you know, she's the almost a bit of a feminist, you know, like a feminist superhero. Like, I'm here to defend for you. This has been a, you know, male dominant world. You know, I'm here to help you. She gets, the, you know, the mother, what she's looking for, you know, Scarlett Johansson. She's getting her what she was expecting. But then she goes one step too far. Even Johansson's like, I, I didn't want that. And it's like, no, I just can't let them have that. And I love that, you know, it's like where the skills start going up one way and it's like, no, nope, no, nope, we got to bring this back down. You know, it's like no one's perfect in this movie. 
except probably the kid. The kid's probably the most innocent person in the film. But oh, yeah. otherwise, and, right, and rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out because you reminded me of that part. Bringing up the kid, that's something I wanted to also bring up on the show was the fact of most divorce, or at least some, either solely focus on one character, either the wife, the husband, or the kid. And it's very rarely ever shot from a multi-perspective because you also get some of the kids' input during this movie. You get scarlett johansson's you get adam drivers you get so many different perspectives on this divorce and it's really a such a fresh take on what a divorce film could be and it's it was a nice fresh take on this divorce story so what did you guys think about how they handled the legal proceedings at least how they shot it and how aggressive the lawyers were so earlier we spoke about the introduction of the lawyers so I actually wanted to add that I do have a different opinion when it came to the lawyers. I do feel like once they got introduced, there was a shift, especially, you know, once Charlie got the second set, which was technically the original lawyers he, he talked with, and it became a street fight. And then with the legal proceedings, I don't feel like the film tried to present too much of like, you know, your lawyers agree or, you know, divorce lawyers kind of want to go for the W and all this and that stuff. I kind of feel like, which I'm happy they didn't, or at least, you know, in my opinion, I'm happy that they didn't stick on that too much because I feel like they still kept the two main characters, but they just wanted to show what the characters would have to deal with during a divorce. Because it's like, yeah, when you go into divorce, it can easily look like it's between the, you know, the spouses and their children. But then it's like, you bring in a whole nother layer, which is you individually dealing with your lawyers and then your lawyers dealing with each other and then dealing with the system. And I feel like they presented them both harshly on purpose to not only show different perspectives, but also just show the challenges that they both had to fill. And I say this because I, I really enjoyed the, the proceeding where the lawyers went after each other, because for me, not only a, you know, the conversation was just hilarious between the two of them because, you know, they kept trying to hit each other. But then it went from being funny to just heartbreaking because you could see it in the 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 spouse's faces it was like like regret not regret that they're getting divorced like regret that like i shouldn't have just gave that you know i shouldn't have told him or i shouldn't have told her that it was kind of going back and forth from like you know she did sacrifice this for me you know he did do this and that for us and for me i feel like even though the lawyers were on the forefront i was still focused on the the two characters so for me it was really effectively well done and a, a very interesting way of showcasing their emotions, but yet being told by the lawyers. So I really enjoyed that. What about you, Regent? As someone with a criminal justice and social work background, I've had the opportunity, in, at least in my college days, that I was able to go to court cases. And some of them I've been to have been divorce cases, other proceedings. But it happens. Like, I literally have watched lawyers find the dirtiest tactics and the dirtiest means to get what they want for their client, or in this case, for themselves. Because it's a guaranteed payday and victory and whatnot. In terms of the portrayal and just seeing that transitional change of seeing them like going, oh crap, I shouldn't have done this or said this and so forth. Like it happens. Like it's common, unfortunately. Like it, it's a bad and sad topic. Like, but like Cookie was saying a moment ago, seeing a couple or a married couple go through a divorce proceeding is one thing. But once you add the child, there's a lot of extra additional layers just in between those two parties alone like if the child is under is under an adult age you have to have like some type of social worker or child protective service agent there 
or an, some type of employee there that is there for the child's sole benefit and just be able to make sure that there's some type of cordial imbalance that's meant to be driven towards the child and support the child, not like, you know, bring out the claws between so forth and so forth to benefit one or the other. It, it's just heartbreaking, especially like you were saying, seeing from the kid's perspective, like, like the kid never asked for any of this. Like the kid just wanted to be around his parents, like, and just be happy with them. It kills me to see, you know, a family like that go through that. But then also the trusting the lawyers to, you know, handle a proceeding with some type of professionalism and modesty. And within a few short minutes, it's just ding, ding, let's go, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Muhammad God. Ali and like George Frazier mentality. Like, yeah, it dropped like, really fast in the film. Like you could tell, like, like from someone who's been in multiple, like viewing multiple court cases, just seeing that you could just get that inkling something is going to go down. And when it go down, you're like, damn, like you're just gutted. Like you're absolutely just like obliterate as it's happening. That I was thinking about during the whole like actual the first like proceeding where they're in the courtroom and the lawyers are going back and forth. And then later on in the movie, when they send the evaluator or like child protective services, I forget what they called it in the movie. The lady goes to evaluate Charlie's character and how he interacts with his son. And it's sort of something dawned upon me. It's like, if everyone was put under a microscope, every flaw, every single flaw would come out. Anyone would look bad under a microscope. But I think sometimes that microscope fails to see all the good that that person can do and all the positives that that person can have on a child or on a family. An evaluation just really focuses on the negatives, which is unfortunate, but I guess that's exactly what it's for. I, I like that you brought that up because that part of the movie bothered me, not from the director of movie standpoint, but more of the prop. Because I do agree, like, I mean, and you said it perfectly, like, I'm put under a scope, anything I'm gonna do, I feel like it's just gonna be turned bad. You know, it's it's whatever narrative that person wants, ultimately. For example, like when his kid was just spoke up and for something like, he wants to just do something else, let him go to another room. Even for me, like, I'm not a parent. So just disclaimer, I'm not a parent, I'm not married. But like, just thinking about me and my family, like, if we had company, and I just said something like that, like, my parents wouldn't react that same way. You know, it would have been like, hey, you can you can stay here with the nice lady have, you know, enjoy time with us if you want, you know, bring a toy in here, you know, because we have company not saying that every parent has to parent the same way. But I'm just kind of pointing out like, that scenario could look two different ways. You know, what I mean, like, that same person could have been like, oh, you know, they didn't let their child leave when their child just didn't want to stay in the room. But exactly. it's like, was that a bad thing? If, if the parent wanted the child to stay in the same room? Do you? Do you know every scenario? You know, stuff like that. Would you look bad if you let him went into the room? Would you look bad if he if you made him stay? Like, no real winner. Because like you said, it's down to that person and their perspective. And it all builds. It goes towards their narrative. It's ex it's exactly that. Couldn't put it better myself. Regent, what do you think about that? That can be applied to, like, all spectrums. Like, back to, like, in the court scene. Like, that literally came to fruition, like, right then and there, that... You can take anyone's pain, happiness, whatever, and find something, you know, negative about it. And if you twist it enough, you can practically manipulate it to whatever will you want it to be, like, regardless of it benefits you or somebody else. So, like, like that's that's the evil in a lot of the stuff in this world. It's just situations this happens, and it's quite common. Like, unfortunately, in the U.S., it's very common. The fact that there are people out there that generally want to help make things amplicable 
And then you have that darker side where it's just the people want to twist whatever narrative to get a win and get a better payday out of it. And it's just they're them, them, them. Like, it's just you're not putting the client or the family first and thinking about what their needs are and what you can do to take care of them. Being in that field from a lawyer or a social work perspective, like, it's it's always about the clients. Like, it's supposed to be about them. It's their situation, their needs. You're just there to support them, empathize with them, and just take care and, and just overall be a support system not a ooh, you're going through this cool how much money can i make off this yeah and I, and I think that's a lot of things people lose sight on now we move on to a later half of the movie which is the beginning of you move from the actual proceeding to where things start to take a darker turn to where you see charlie's character go through this struggle of balancing his life in new york with his play and his broadway and trying to keep up this production and going to LA to take care, you know, be with his with his kid. And, you know, struggling to do that because, you know, the kid doesn't always want to go with him. And you get to see Charlie's character sort of break down and you get to see his pain going through this experience. Now I'm gonna go back to something I said earlier on in the episode, which is the beginning of the movie sets up Scarlett Johansson's or Nicole's past pain. Like all of her grievances about the marriage is stuff that has been done in the past. The latter half of the movie focuses on Charlie's pain. So we start off with Nicole's, and then we move to Charlie's. So we get that perfect balance. The first half of the movie really focuses on Nicole and her struggles, and then we get Charlie, which I thought was a beautiful way to do it, which is we get to see adam driver charlie's struggle with going through the divorce struggling to balance his life struggling not seeing his kid or feeling like he's not enough especially when he brings his kid back to new york and he's trying to go to halloween and his kids complaining about different things like kids do you know they don't quite grasp everything i really enjoyed how well it was done and especially like the choice of his halloween costume being the invisible man him sort of feeling like an invisible character in his son's life now. I just thought it was such a good way to do things. What do you guys feel about how they handled the transition to both from uh, Nicole's pain to both theirs to Charlie's? Go to you first, Regent. From that, just from that scene alone with him dressing as an invisible band and just going through that emotional descent of just breaking down and just succumbing to everything. Pressure of wanting to succeed through fighting through the pressure of failure with his family like like he just had a breaking point and it just came to a head and being that invisible man is a really really good sign well not good of course but in terms of character development it's more about that emotional withdrawalness like just when you hit that rock bottom and one of the first thing you do after you hit that rock bottom you pull yourself away from everything like you you basically almost exit yourself out from everything around you because you're just focusing on like what went wrong versus what around you is going right um, so that I caught wind of and just my psychology background as well was just like, this hurts. Like the, you absolutely empathize for him and just wanting to do well for himself and his career and his passion, but also try to do what he could for his family and just all the negative that just went into it and just wait emotionally and mentally. They're two different scales to a degree, but then when it, when it hits the fan or when it breaks, it's all the same. Like, mm-hmm. like you let it all go. Like even, even my own circumstances in my personal life in terms of relating to the movie, like I've had moments where I, with those weights, I just let it all out and just be like, Nope, I'm, I'm done. I need to step away and just process all of it. Like I, 
And I get that. So I completely empathize with what Adam Driver's character was going through. And that was absolutely phenomenal in terms of emotional acting coming from him. What do you think, Cookie? So this brings up kind of the opposing opinions for me. The strong emotional response, the immediate one, and then the looking at it from a narrative standpoint. The strong emotional response, I feel like, relates a lot heavily to, you know, definitely both of your opinions. Like looking at the movie from one transition to the other, looking at both the spouse's pain, Nicole and Charlie's. For that one, I don't want to dive too much in because I feel like you both summed it up pretty well. However, from the narrative standpoint is where I, I feel like I have a much different opinion. I I don't feel like the movie, maybe from a physical presentation, like maybe like on screen, Charlie may have been on screen a bit more and showed more emotion. However, I feel like throughout the whole film, kind of like what I talked about earlier was like every couple minutes, it kept shifting, like who was hurting, who was sacrificing something. Because when I go back and look at the movie, I mean... Nicole brought it up throughout the entire movie, the stuff she was struggling with. And same thing for Charlie. It was, it was like always a back and forth. Even if it wasn't necessarily said, it could be showcased. Like So in the part of the movie we're talking about, one of the scenes that really caught my attention was when they were kind of saving face. He was dropping off the Frankenstein outfit. And he's like, hey, you know, I got this made for him. And she's like, well, you know, he, he wants to wear something his friends want to wear. And I saw it from both perspectives. I'm like, I get it. You know, one parent's like, yeah, this is making him happy. And I was here all day when he was talking about he wanted to wear this. But from the other parent, it's like, well, I put in a lot of work on this and, you know, I'm going to be spending time with him. You know, I really want him to be able to connect with me doing this. And that's a good example where, I, yeah, Charlie was showcased more, but Nicole put in an opinion. And then right after that, they, they kind of had like this little snarky remark and she slams the door. And that's that's another example of kind of like for me where it just kept showcasing both of them, their struggle. Like she's over here trying to be nice, like, hey, this is what he said. I'm, I'm going by what our son said. And she's trying to be nice and smile. He just now got emotionally stabbed. And he's like, look, I'm trying here. Gives her, you know, the costume, says a snarky remark as well. And then, you know, she slams the door and, you know, she's like. I can't remember what she said afterwards, but, you know, something along the lines, you know, just like whatever, you know, something like that. But throughout the whole film, that's why I, I, I personally don't feel like it necessarily shifted from Nicole to more Charlie presentation. I feel like I can do I can agree that we might have seen more hurt on the surface. But I guess for me, like I liked that they had a lot of those subtle nods because I feel like people people do hurt, even though it might not be on the surface. So, like, for her, she did showcase going through a lot of pain. I mean, she had to put on a smile through a lot of the stuff. It wasn't what she wanted to do, but she kind of knew she needed to do it. So, for me, I I actually really enjoyed it from a narrative. I, I liked it from both perspectives, but from a narrative, it just really reinforced the whole, like, not to choose a side. You're looking at this section of their life. I can't remember the time span. I guess it had been a few months or something like that, or a year or half a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're just getting like this section of their life. And it's like, you're looking from, you know, the telescope and it's like, yeah. you're not here to choose which one, but this is a snapshot of their life at this stage. I would agree with you. I feel like the movie does go back and forth like the entire time. Like one person might be surfacely feeling something to where it's more accessible to the audience as a whole, but you can chime in to the other character on screen and see that they're also going through a lot of pain 
and it does go back and forth throughout the whole movie. I just really feel like the movie does tend to have this sort of like one, two, three, four segments of the movie where it does focus more on one character having more surface pain, like you were saying. And at that moment, the other person is showing more internal. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can agree with you completely. We are running shorter on time, so let's go ahead and jump to the big scene, which is the argument scene. I feel we can wrap up the finale and the ending scene together. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into the argument scene. Cookie, this is fresh on you. Oh, man. Good gracious. Oh, man. So with that one, I mean, it's been memed a lot, so I knew I knew it was coming. It was very realistic through and through. It was kind of like challenges and relationships I've gone through, looking at relationships through other people. I actually have close friends who've been through a divorce and currently going through one. So it was just like so much rush of emotion. I was like, this is great storytelling. Even from an actor standpoint, like the way they came with it, it was just like, I felt like I was the awkward person in the room. Oh my gosh, I really feel like I'm in the middle of someone's marriage. Like, I don't want to be here. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just so real right now. Like, um, guys, I'm going to go home. Call me tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the punch in the wall, the saying the hurtful, regretful kind of stuff. Like, I shouldn't have said that. Like, it was just, it was raw the way it was meant. I will say this while we're on it. A couple of interesting things I have found out about the fight because I was very interested in it. Because the the fight is like one of the key things people talk about the movie. You know, mm-hmm. when you go online, it's like a big segment. That tripped me out was it was 100% scripted to the pauses, where to go in the room, the reactions. None of it was improv. Wow. Every bit of it was fully scripted. And wow. they had to do nonstop takes. So even though it, it is chopped together, they did multiple takes. They fixed the wall. He had to punch it like, what was it, 40 times or something like that? It's a crazy number. Maybe not 40, but it was like 16 to 20 times. It was like a crazy amount. He had to punch that wall and get, you know give his little thing right then. But for me, I mean, even as they're making it, they knew it. They're like, we want, we know how we want to present this. And not only just from a writing, directing, but just all around, they did that wonderfully. Emotionally speaking, it made me like, oh, do I ever want to get married? Like, fuck. <laughs> I was just like, man, like, it, it definitely, it was one thing throughout the film, but that fight really definitely made me question, like, man, like, what what is marriage then? You know, uh, because a lot of real shit came out of that conversation. And it's it's shit that I've heard other people say. You know, like not to me, but, you know, it just like in general, like I've heard mm-hmm. couples argue and it's like that shit is real. Like, you know, this this for a lot of people, this is not fake. This this is like, you know, I gave this up for you. I gave this up because I wanted to have a family. We, You know, the the wife gives up a dream to pursue the husband's dream. You know, the husband, he he tries to do the things that he felt his wife wants and then he's actually doing it wrong. You know, it was like a lot of lot of real stuff that hits and i was already thinking it was like some people are just not fit to be together kind of the, the final piece to that is leaving leaving that fight and then even to the finale bringing that in is like it's one of those things where it's like this is definitely going to be more of a personal thing once again to bring into the more of the emotional impact is sadly these are things you just don't know in life 
until you go down that path. You know, one of the ultimate questions that kind of leaves me for the film is getting to the end of it now is that were they wrong for going down the path to be together? And it, that's a tricky question because like, well, if they weren't ever together, the boy would have never been born. You know, would they have ever gotten to their careers? Because one, one's heading up a play. I mean, he got her on, uh, on award. I mean, she's got her own show. So it's like, it sucks to go down and deal with these things, but do you truly regret it? And that's not necessary for me to have answered here, but it's just a great question that came up in my mind once I got to the end of the film. All right, Regent, you're now on the spotlight. Your impressions of the argument and finale. Simply put, everything what Cookie said, stay out of my head, Cookie. My God, that's two episodes <laughs> in a row. You, you, you've got me. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, the... Um, oh, oh, that was rough. But That's the reaction you have to have. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God, because like, like I've... I mean, I've witnessed that with friends and family. I witnessed it myself. Like I've seen like stuff like that happen, and it's it's absolutely very real and surreal. The just the raw emotions and just the pain that comes with it. Like it was very palpable to me. But everything else, Cookie said, was an absolute nail on the head, winner winner, chicken dinner. Like absolutely agree with them. So my, I'll, I'll go back to my first impressions of the argument rather than my rewatch. But I will throw in some tidbits of my rewatch. My first impression was I have had felt like I had walked into something uberly private. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I need to go. Oh, I, I need to go. Let, yeah. let, me, let me leave. And I, I will agree on region with this. Like, take a seat. Sometimes you take the words out of my out of my brain. <laughs> but yeah, it's it felt way too. It felt so personal. It felt so much weight. And the fact that they were able to do multiple takes and keep that same energy I, I feel like it would wear on you as an actor and as a person to just scream at one another for multiple takes and i know it's that's their job there's other movies where the actors just i've heard uh, records leonardo dicaprio in django unchanged just being like I, I don't know if i can keep doing this samuel jackson just says look dude it's another day at the office first just let's just get it get through it and it makes me wonder how much time the actors need to spend together to really be comfortable to do these types of scenes together to not either get hurt by it or to just keep the friendliness alive i don't know i feel like that would be incredibly difficult at the end of the argument scene they end it with taking care of each other which i think is phenomenal because throughout this movie you get to see them and their marriage fall apart and they drift apart but there's always moments where they go back and they take care of each other in small ways and at the end of the movie again charlie is in another halloween costume this time he's in a ghost and there's small moments throughout the movie where he sees he's being removed from family pictures at the child's primary home it's almost like he's becoming a ghost in the family himself which is is super heavy but i think that's the whole theme of the movie or at least one of the underlying bits that you get from it is it's super heavy but they still always end the movie with one another taking care of each other and that's something i love is no matter how much they go through throughout this movie is that these are two people who do love each other and they do care about each other they're just not meant for each other and there's still going to be there. There's still a family at the end of the day. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That's my impressions of the ending and the fight scene. I can see why 
you know, the movie got nominated for different things. I can see why it got great reviews. It's a movie that emotionally I couldn't watch anytime soon again because it's just how strong it is. But it is a movie that I could watch again. It's just like I would have to be prepared for it just because of just how raw and real it feels. Because like the way it's portrayed, they feel so normal and human. You don't feel like you're really watching a movie. You really feel like you're in someone's personal life. Like, you know, like we've been talking about, especially in that fight scene. It's like, as I picture the rest of the movie, it's just like, you know, wow. Like this, this is definition of a drama. This is definitely what this is. Now, we talked about all that stuff, but I, I definitely want to bring in, you know, before we finalize everything up, especially if we all felt it was an 8 out of 10. Just right quick. The reason why I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 is one of the things is from a entertainment standpoint, would this movie fully entertain me? There were definitely bits of the movie. I would probably, if I had to quickly guess, probably about 20 minutes just spread throughout the film, like two minutes here, five minutes here, where it kind of just felt lingering. You know, like I got the, I got the point of this section of the film. This is kind of being a little drawn out too much. I feel like which ironically I say 20%, but I guess that's kind of where the, the two out of 10 is missing at is that I feel like we could have filled that time up with a, a bunch of different stuff, you know, maybe give the kid more opinion time, kind of get some more world building of people's backgrounds and so forth. But I do feel like there was definitely sections where it's like, it just like, we got the point of it. Now you're just overstaying your welcome with the scene or something. For me, like the missing two out of 10 would have to be, I feel like sometimes the movie didn't have enough going on. Like sort of like what you were just saying, how it drags. Like there's moments where they're just sort of sitting and you're watching it. You're kind of just like, in the moment watching someone's personal life watching them go through these things but actually thinking about it now i think that's sort of the whole point of that 20 percent. the missing two percent is like you are watching someone's personal life and not everything's going to be super exciting and entertaining but i guess it is a movie uh i don't know i'm a, I'm a pass i'm a pass <laughs> yeah i'm a pass yeah. No, I think that was a great way to end it at that. It's like, hmm, you know. <laughs> Wait a second. That's exactly the point. It's a personal, it's a character-based story. What about your agent? Do you want to chime in on that two miss that two percent? I mean, the two points that I was missing was just I understand that the movie was aimed about the couple and then, you know, having little sprinkles of, you know, the son having, you know, his perspective. I was just looking for a little bit more from the child's perspective, like just whether it's like him talking to his friends or like like if he has an understanding of what's going on, like just having private conversations, like more in-depth discussions, like are things going to be okay? What what What's going to happen now? Like little things like that that I think would have tied a little bit more. But other than that, I, there's nothing else I can really say that I can really say it was a negative or like a, it's a, per, like you said, it's personal. And quite frankly, one of the notes I found was that this was actually conjured by the director because of his family's, uh, his parentals going through a divorce and his own divorce so like that's where a lot of that raw like intensity emotion is coming from like from personal experiences <laughs> he's like oh we just had a fight i'm gonna write this shit down <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, how i feel <laughs> do you have that on camera okay great cool run back <laughs> there's two final things i want to bring up before we close this off one being when i recommended that we watch this movie for the show what was your initial reaction before actually watching it based on like the name alone what did you think that you were going to get into with this movie throw that to you first cookie i've heard things about it 
I did not have any idea where this was going to go, especially now once I've watched it. It's hilarious that it's a marriage story. Yes, it's a marriage story, but it's a lot of the divorce of marriage. So mm-hmm. I I can respect the title, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'll add this because, I mean, this kind of wraps up our whole thing. But it it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like marriage story doesn't give it enough respect for the film or or the word marriage. Sorry. The film doesn't respect the word marriage because I feel like you got to be dangerous when you present marriage. Like, yes, we get it. Divorce is okay, But I guess for me personally, I don't want to present divorce as like or even just marriage. Like it kind of presented marriage as like this very depressing thing, because I mean, how many people in the film was actually like married, married? I think everybody was actually divorced Mm -hmm. and or single, you know, so I respect it. But yeah but anyway back to the to the initial reaction yeah i i've heard good things about it it wasn't on my radar i admit to it because i knew it was going to be like a super drama but i just didn't know in what direction mm-hmm. so but um i knew it had good reviews so i i was happy that you did recommend it and what about you region what was your initial reaction the moment you suggested my brain immediately went to the trailer scene of him punching the wall and i immediately knew what was going to happen <laughs> i was just like 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 my, my eyes like open up like oh crap i have to watch this oh here we go. oh no uh okay find some time get some water and you know remember it's only a movie it's only a movie and then <laughs> let it go i watched it when it first came out so i don't remember my initial reaction to just seeing it so just say that i was intrigued by the title and intrigued by adam driver being in it so I was at the time an Adam Driver rat, so yeah. Thank you both for joining me today on this story about angry Adam Driver screaming at Scarlett Johansson. Don't worry, I'm going to eat a bunch of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the balance is out. I'm going to drink a lot of water and take a hot shower to get this emotional drive out of me. I'm going to go pet a cat and take a shower. Maybe not in that exact order, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so... Thank you, listeners, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you haven't seen 2019 Marriage Story, it is on Netflix. Please go give it a watch if you want. We will see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Cinema Rewind. <laughs>